Chris, Stephen. Hey there, Dustin, and hey there, listeners. You're listening to the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast. We're an irreverent look at the wedding photography industry and professional photography in general. Dustin, I heard you're at a pretty cool party tonight. Yeah, thanks, Steve. Uh, here in my local hometown of Fort Wayne, Indiana, greatest place in the world, uh, one of the amazing wedding florists we work with uh, took it upon herself in the off season to uh, do like a little networking uh, wedding vendor holiday party. When you go to a party like this, do you just walk around business cards out? Uh, no, actually, I, I walk around and immediately throw my... Okay, the C word makes me super uncomfortable. We're, gonna, we're, we're I'm cutting all of this as well. <laughs> Jiminy Christmas. Jiminy Christmas. Oh, but no, it was a good time. There were a lot of people networking, giving out business cards, but... You know, I can do the D word, Dustin. You know, you can drop a hard D in there. But a hard C? <laughs> a hard C when talking about your, your hog, your, uh, your aubergine, your eggplant. There you go, baby. I can't do that. No, 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 no. Listeners are going to be so confused because I'll probably leave this part in <laughs> where I chastised you for dropping a hard C. But, oh, man. Yuck, 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 yuck. Mm. Yuck. Mm. So, yeah, it was a good time. How about you, Steve? What are you up to this week? Trying to get a blog post out for the wedding Jen and I shot over New Year's Eve. And All right, smash cut. Let's, let's get to something that actually matters. Dustin, first topic on the board tonight. Local magazine is contacting venues. Do you want to talk about this? Because this happened to you, not me. Yeah, so a local magazine. Um, we actually talked about this at the holiday party I was at. Uh, but local magazine here in the area is starting to do something where they are planning styled photo shoots for venues. Um, and then it's like a per, you know, a paid service. And... Mm -hmm. The venue pays for them to set it up, but then everyone else involved in the style shoot is is doing it for exposure for free. Um, but the thing is, they want to use established vendors to bring sort of a sense of what's the word I'm looking for uh, authority to the shoot in a way where it feels like this was put on by the vendors and not by the magazine. Um, and by having uh, reputable yeah. vendors involved. It makes uh, it makes it also more advertising because they're going to share it, uh, share the pictures. Um, so anyway, so the magazine called me to ask if I wanted to be involved in one of these, and I was kind of taken aback at first. And Steve's going to chastise me for it uh, because of this interesting little business model that they're going about to kind of. Steve's going to chastise Dustin for it because Dustin made the mistake of bringing this up to Steve earlier and Steve got so angry that he's already chastised him off air. And Steve also talks about himself way too much in the third person. <laughs> I just have to come in. I, you know, you, you're talking about me. You're talking about what I'm going to do. Well, well, I have to talk about I what I'm like going to do. I feel like if I say it before you do it, it somehow lessens what you say. <laughs> Why are you afraid of me, Dustin? <laughs> I just feel like that little kid in kindergarten and the big bullies on the playground just waiting to pummel me. Just waiting to pummel me. Dustin, I'm trying to help you. I, I've got a hand out. Yes. <laughs> of course, that hand does say you're a dick written on it in Sharpie, but it is out With the D, to you. The D word, not the C word? The D word, not the C. No. No hard <laughs> Cs. 
But a soft C, because Steve likes the soft C better. I, I don't. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Whatever a soft C might be. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyways. I'm racking my brain right now for a C word that could be bad, but not as bad as that C word. And the only C word I can come up with is even worse than that C word. <laughs> so long story short, the question posed to Steve was, uh, yes or no, is this wrong? Is this ethical? Obviously, I don't think it's unethical because there's nothing wrong with someone trying to profit off of Trying to get that money. I mean, we live in a capitalist system. Trying to get paid. Get them Benjamin Buttons. The question is, should you do this as a wedding vendor? Wedding vendor, um, Are you really going to make enough by the uh, the exposure that the magazine claims you're going to get by them blogging it, posting it, et cetera, et cetera? Um, which, I mean... You're not. The upside to doing a styled shoot is collectively everyone involved is going to share the images and then you're all going to benefit. That's why we try to do one every winter in the off season. Um, but this is kind of interesting because the magazine's taking it a step further and they're, they plan the style shoot for you. And then, but then they're making money off of it. Yeah. So uh, let's, let's just wrap this up into a nice little package. Mm, mm. Um, Put a bow on it, baby. Come there, on. There's a magazine. That magazine needs content. In order to get that content, they need a variety of vendors to come together to provide content for them, correct? Um, so the magazine has decided, let's charge one of the vendors money for that content, and then let's not pay anybody else for their work, even though they're doing a hell of a lot of work. Mm -hmm. And this seems fair to you how? Because I've had stuff in the magazine that you're talking about. I, you didn't name it, did you? We're not going to name it here. No. I've had stuff in that magazine. Jen and I have. And it does not bring in like, oh, so many clients. Like, yeah, I can't remember a single time anybody has said to us, hey, we found out about your company through that magazine. So what I'm seeing is you are doing work for free for a magazine that mm -hmm. does not benefit you. Mm -hmm. And that magazine is actively making money. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm actually, I'm actually less pissed about you or any of the other vendors who are doing it for free um, than I am about the venue that is paying money for the magazine to do this. I know. I kind of wish that like the magazine had just, or not the magazine, the venue had just contacted me directly i would have rather them paid me and then i would have just set this same thing up for them but the magazine can i guess in their minds give them more exposure than what i could have given them that's probably their selling point odds are knowing this magazine you could have gotten a stylized shoot published in there I, real easy that's very true because it's going to be published in the exact same way because they publish it in a way where they don't want you to know that this was put on, put together by the magazine. But yeah. we're getting long-winded uh, about this. Is this is some shady shit. This is absolutely shady shit. So anyways, the reason uh, to come back on this is the why I said yes to doing it was not because I cared at all about the exposure or anything to do with the magazine, um, but more so two reasons. First reason is it's a styled shoot that I don't have to do anything but show up to. 
That is kind of nice. For anyone who's planned a styled shoot, it's it's a ton of work. I mean, essentially, you're planning a like a wedding elopement. Uh, that's what a styled shoot is. Uh, True. Secondly, secondly, I thought the uh, networking opportunity with the vendors involved, just for being there for six hours and the camaraderie of hanging out with them. Because when it's done, you'll all equally hate the magazine just exactly. as much, except for the venue who will hate them more. So you will form a bond of hate. Exactly. And it's, it's not like it's a, if it were a crap venue, I wouldn't have said yes, but it's a really good venue here in town uh, that I do enjoy shooting at. Anyways, moving on. Um, so we'd like to introduce our newest phantom producer, Louis Novak, uh, because oh, let's, in, let's introduce that a little bit. Um, Louis Novak is a listener. He mm-hmm. writes in a lot to Dustin and I, and, and only Steve writes think, back typically. <laughs> that is true of all listeners who write into Dustin and I, I can't thank Louis enough. Um, people have brought up to me that he has... He's, he's been mentioned a lot in our, um, in our episodes. So I just wanted to go out and bestow an honorary title onto Louie. Um, he provides us with tons of topics, doing, doing a lot of the work that Dustin and I should really, Dustin should really be doing. <laughs> Dustin should really be doing. Oh my. From now on, we're, we're just going to refer to Louie Novak every time he brings us a topic as phantom producer Louie Novak, the man behind the scenes, the man behind the curtain. The man who half of his face is hidden by a mask. The man on the street hitting, yeah. the, hitting the pavement for us. I mean, we're kind of losing the phantom ghost hiding underneath the opera sort of thing. But, you know, if, if you want to go with the man on the street, that's fine. And Louis, I, only because I know you, I would love it if you could send us a photo of you dressed as the guy from <laughs> Phantom of the Opera. That will go live in all social medias for the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast. So Louis wrote in to let us know that a photographer in the Cleveland, Ohio area, where he his serves. great city, wrote an awful rant in a local photo group. The couple that this photographer wrote the rant about ended up seeing the post mm. and asked for a refund and their deposit back as a result. The f- photographer refused to refund the money, so they took their story to a local news station. And here's the part where it gets really good. Ugh. Louis alerted us to this a full week before it went to the news station. <laughs> but because of the way we record our podcast, the news station aired last night, <laughs> the story. So by the time it gets out to the rest of you, it'll be like a week behind the story when this podcast is released. But w- major props to Louis for bringing us the story before it even hit the news. Breaking news that won't be breaking when you guys hear it. <laughs> Yeah. Jen actually saw the story today. It had been picked up by a local news outlet in Denver and uh, several other cities around the U.S. So it is going viral already. People love Um, these wedding photography stories. Yeah. Seeing as the story has kind of already gone viral and it's been made public, I originally was going to leave out the name of the photographer and the name of her company. But since you could easily look this one up, Lauren Silvestri, not a listener of this podcast. I hope she our is listeners, now. Our listeners don't treat people like shit. <laughs> she writes on Facebook, People wonder why I have scaled back on my photography business. Last week, I did an engagement session for a morbidly obese couple. 
just from the way they were picky, quotations around picky, about certain things during the session, I knew they were going to be a PETA. I've never heard which that. Which is pain in, pain in the ass, I believe. Yeah, I've never heard I that think phrase. I think it's an acronym. I was just supposed to say the letters. Pain in the ass. First of all, their four unruly dogs had to be in the pick, and she spelled pick wrong. She spelled it P-I-C-K. <laughs> I just, Dustin can see the note, so I'm more spelling this out for Dustin. Like, I don't want him to think I typed this out wrong. Mm, I would never think, yeah, Steve's the epitome of grammar. So, four unruly dogs next to a lake, which, of course, had ducks. And their truck had to be in the pictures, Ugh. which, of course, was parked in the direct sun because there's no shade anywhere to be found. It had disaster written all over it. Um, and just a quick editor's note, like, if the truck actually had disaster written all <laughs> over it, that sounds kind of badass. <laughs> like, in my mind, I'm imagining, like, maybe the truck didn't originally say disaster. Maybe it originally said dispatch master transport, like the Cedar Point ride. Mm. But, uh-oh, there's an earthquake and the patch fell off, and the disc fell down, and the mass fell off. So now it's just disaster, or the M <laughs> fell off. I think Try, Louis, trying to remember how to spell disaster on the fly there. I think uh, Louis Novak should see if he can connect us with this photographer, so we can get her on the podcast, get her side of the story. Well, I read the news story and I watched the video, and she refused to go on the news. That's why you have a safe place here. Safe place here at the wedding photo hangover. Yeah. Before Louie um, told me when it was going to go public, I was uh, going back and forth with him about it because I was trying to get more info because this, this story really felt like it could take off. It could, uh, could grow a pair of legs and run all over this country. And we were looking for stuff online and Louie's like, oh yeah, she deleted her uh, photography company's Facebook page. And I went to her like personal Facebook and she had deleted all information about her doing photography and she'd made like everything private, no more public posts. And I was like, oh, she knows what's coming. So I'm guessing at that point in time, the news station had already reached out to her to contact her. But anyway, uh, Lauren sent the preview to the client who picked apart the images once she got them, even though the contract says they would get delivered on a disc. She then asked for a jump drive, and she writes no problem, so that's not a big deal to her. She sent a message saying she offered to void the contract, and saying that since like 25, oh, the bride is upset because she only liked 25% of the 110 images delivered. And so Lauren told her she just wanted her to be happy with the wedding images, so she'd void the contract so she could find somebody else, right? But that wasn't good enough because, oh, I don't know. She's just, the photographer seems really upset. So this is where it gets kind of gross. And this is why I thought it stood a chance of going viral. I guess it kind of already did because she called them morbidly obese already, which is just mean. But then down here, she says, um, when she's talking about why, like the pictures didn't work, she said, it is extremely difficult to get Pinterest worthy lovey dove pics when people can't even get their heads close to each other. And then she says on the first pick, she gave the bride a chin tuck. And the second pick is as close as their heads can get without straining. And she posted two pics in her Facebook post, which Louie sent to me, but like their faces are all blacked out and you can't really tell what's going on. 
So there's no way to tell if, if the picks are good or not. So I'm not going to post it to our Instagram. But Dustin, how do you feel about this? Oh, the best part. Best part, though. Uh, the bride left a two-star review for the photographer on Facebook because she wouldn't refund their uh, $150 for a two-hour session. Yeah, it's a, it's a tough one. Um, I'm, I mean, my mind jumps to it from a legal standpoint. And without seeing her contract and knowing exactly what she has in there. Um, so it sounds like the bride went public with this because she found out that the photographer had aired uh, her complaints in on Facebook. Oh, yeah. I'm, I assume somebody sent the... F- like took a screenshot and sent it to the bride because the first comment on the post on Facebook, which was in the uh, thing Louis sent to me was this post is disgusting and I'm ashamed for you, which is my thought as well. Yeah. I mean, some people really um, take Facebook as a, uh, a, a private place that they can air sort of their own personal thoughts and Facebook even though you might think that unless you have a small group of just close colleagues and friends that you can trust, uh, don't go posting stuff like this uh, in a large forum because it's always going to get back to your client. Um, yeah. yeah. So I took a poll of 10 photographers I know in this area about this thing specifically. Um. And I just said, do you know anybody in this area who, if they posted something like this on Facebook, you would screenshot it and send it to their client? Yeah. And, and all, all 10 of them said that they could think of one other photographer in the area. They would do that too. Yeah. I mean, so you probably don't think you have enemies in your area, but there are people out there who don't like you, who are jealous of you. They will try to take you down a peg. Yeah. Like just last week I posted something to my Facebook uh, to, to a Facebook group Dustin and I are both in. And I was like, oh, this client I had, she was terrible. And Dustin immediately screenshotted it and sent it to, straight to the client. It was like, yeah. screw this, Steve, dude. You should book uh, with me in Fort Wayne. Who, who's Steve? <laughs> Everybody has enemies. If you're doing well, there are going to be people out there try, trying to take you down a peg or two. Um, you don't, you cannot make mistakes like this. But, so anyways... From a legal standpoint, uh, there was that huge case that blew open last year um, where that couple tried to just destroy their wedding photographer um, Mm -hmm. and ended up siding in the photographer's favor uh, and just ended up backfiring and destroying that couple um, because then the photographer countersued for damages of like a million plus bucks or something crazy. And uh, she won. Uh, so I'm curious, uh, to see if that case is sort of taken into account, uh, when factoring what, no, no, that case, there was like a legitimate reason for the photographer to be upset with what the couple had done. Well, the couple was the one that sued the photographer. Yeah. They went public with the information and then they sued the photographer. Correct. And then she countersued for damages after they lost the case. They destroyed Um, her photography business. Yeah. And it was very clear that they had done the whole thing just to try to get publicity for themselves. Right. It sounds like not a similar situation. I don't know. I'm playing devil's advocate here because I feel like I have to being that there's only two of us, but, um, she, she could make the case that she was 
airing her upsetness or whatever in a forum that she public thought, forum in a forum that she thought was private. I mean, it could have been a private Facebook group. So I think the case could be made that she, I mean, I'm not saying it was private, but to her, it could have felt private. And then somebody took what she said out of context and sent it to the client in a moment of, you know, her annoyance or extreme upsetness or drunkenness or whatever. Um, Yeah. See, that's not going to work though, because she called them morbidly obese. I'm not saying what she said is right. I'm not saying that she is by any means not going to receive some hate mail from some people, but no, she's done. She's done doing photography. Yeah. I mean, morbidly obese or not, she's not getting any more clients. So the thing that really struck me from the news story, and I'll I'll post a link to the news story. If anybody wants to go and see the, uh, the bride, to be claims Medina photographer fat shamed her and fiance is the uh, title of the um, title of the article. And um, I'll post a link to it, but in it, the photographer was only charging $600. So she didn't really have a legit photography business anyways. It, she claimed to be like in business. I think somebody said it was like for 10 years. Unless she's like one of those who charges very little for her time and then charges a lot for prints and stuff is more of Could a be. in-person Except sales she model. Gave the, she gave a disc away. Yeah. So, so that would probably that would, not that would charging say, a lot for those prints. Yeah, that would be. Um, if she gave a disc of digital images to them. Um, so okay. she's charging $600 for ceremony coverage plus two hours of reception reception coverage and a two hour engagement shoot for free. So when I read that and then I went back to her Facebook post where she says, and people wonder why I've scaled back on my photography business. All I can think is you've scaled back because you don't know how to run a business. If you thought that was a correct amount of money to be paid for that amount of work. Yeah. And see, and it's when I see stuff like that, I always wonder to myself because I just, I think Steve and I are very business-minded individuals. So to me, it kind of becomes second nature to running a business. I, by no means... I don't know, Dustin. Like, I feel like I'm business-minded. And then you're like, sure, I'll do this stylized shoot for free that you're getting paid <laughs> for. So I, I feel like I'm business-minded and I'm wondering what the hell's going on with you. But Some, whatever, dude. Sometimes I just like to give back to my community. Um, but sometimes I feel... Like I get a little blown away by the amount of photographers out there who do uh, feel like they can charge photographers for like business coaching, mentoring type sessions. Uh, but I, I guess there are, there are a ton of photographers out there who struggle to know and understand how to run a successful photography business. Um, so we should this slate just, like just a I'm, business I'm episode. I'm going to start my own business mentoring thing now, now that you've said this. There you um, go. And my first piece, if this is free advice. First one's free. If first you want free. more advice, you reach out to me. Then you got to uh, buy a drink. Yeah. You, you can find me at Steven Van Elk, business mentor at gmail, yahoo.com. Um, it's a complicated email. $600 like is not enough money to charge for a wedding ceremony plus two hours of reception plus two hour engagement shoot. Done. Unless you're hungry. Nope. Not even if you're hungry. I, I don't know. I disagree. No, but. you keep talking about this idea of being hungry. 
I don't know if you're just starting out and you, what did you shoot your first wedding for? Uh, 700 bucks. Mm hmm. Jen and I shot our first wedding for a thousand. Yeah. Well, you and Jen are better than I. Mm, lucky, lucky. There's also two of you. There's only one of me. And I ended up losing the bulk of that in the rental of the equipment and the album. I didn't research how much a wedding album would cost to make. Mm, yeah. And I overpromised on the quality of the wedding album. Well, we drove to a Mormon temple in Missouri, so uh, we, we lost out too. Because <laughs> we did not factor in travel expenses and the pricing the way that we should have. Mm, yeah i mean they they covered like our hotel and stuff i don't think they covered our gas though yeah i didn't bring enough L learning experience let's do a whole episode on our first weddings also i shot video and gen shot photos yeah see so i think i win there in that <laughs> scenario uh, <clears throat> anyways moving on moral of the story guys don't post your dirty laundry on facebook uh instead start a podcast but we've been over that dustin but like I feel like, you know, I've come down pretty hard on this Lauren Silvestri character, you know? Yeah. People don't realize this is Steve's cousin. Yeah. So, uh, I, I feel like it's time to flip it. So, what what, what would we say to uh, Lauren or another photographer who's made a mistake like this? You've got to flip it. Flip that script. Sue them for damages. Don't listen to Dustin. That's terrible <laughs> advice. You're not going to win that case. Millions of dollars if you have a good attorney. I don't nope. know why I'm singing. <laughs> because you know it's terrible advice and you think the only way anybody will find it cute is if you sing it. Because <laughs> you cute know that, it's, it's going to bring down a, a hailstorm of hate. <laughs> oh, a hate I storm. I don't know. Maybe that was her master plan all along. She's like, I'm going to say this. I know Joey, Joey Photo is going to, who hates my guts. Joey Votto. He's going to send this over to them and then they're going to go crazy. And I've done everything in the right. I've, re, you know, refunded them the wedding photography package. I've only charged them for my time to shoot the engagement session. I gave them the disc for free. I even put it on a USB drive per their request. I did all this extra Photoshopping that I don't normally do. I went above and oh, beyond dude, for this you gotta couple. Look. She took like 30 pounds off of them without them asking for it. Like they got a real case for fat shaming there. It's... It was, it's not, not good. Yeah, I've got people asking me to do that to them who are skinnier than I am. Yes. And those people asked for it. These people did not. These people were comfortable with their bodies and the way they looked. Hmm. This Photoshopping she did was without ask. Obviously she just doesn't like fat people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's true. Uh, this is what I would say, Lauren, you done messed up you done messed up but it's okay all you have to do is move to a different city change your name change your <laughs> photography company you can come back from this mm -hmm. but we gotta get you charging more than six hundred dollars for that ceremony coverage plus two hours of reception plus two hour engagement and if you need steve and i to model for you so that you can get some fat people into your portfolio mm. I'm, I'm comfortable with that the juiciest the juiciest mm. We're going to help you rebrand. We're going to help you change everything. This is called... Because everybody deserves a second chance, right? Logan Paul said that. 
<laughs> you have no idea who that is, do you? Another segment I like to call Second Chances with Steve. So next up, Phantom <laughs> producer Louis Novak writes Louis in with Novak. another great topic. You know, if you want to get mentioned on our podcast every 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 day, every week, become Insta-famous... Facebook famous, whatever it is, where the social media ads that you're at. Louis booked five weddings just from being mentioned on this podcast. I mean, that's not something that'll happen to anyone else, and it's probably not true. We've probably gotten him laid. I think we, didn't we say earlier that we sort of take credit for Louis's child that he conceived? I mean, he was listening to the podcast when he conceived, so yeah, yeah. Definitely. Um, I don't know that his wife was listening. He might have had headphones He's in. Got he those didn't get into details. Earpods. He's got the Apple earpods. <laughs> in, in the notes, I wrote, I wrote, Dustin, can you effing believe this? <laughs> Louie's back with another great topic again. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's my Louie. Oh, and then I wrote, this next topic is a great one. Uh, I get on this podcast every week, world, listeners, Dustin, everyone. And uh, I tell people that I want to... I want to take your professional dick pics. Me, Steve Van Elk. You, your dick. My camera, it's a pick. Okay, where are we I feel going like with that, this? I'm so close to a song with that, right? Can you no. sing that for me with your sing voice? Come on. With my sing voice? Steve, his camera. No, I, I'm, I'm quite all right. You, your dick. Steve, his camera. Let's make a pick. I'm already uncomfortable with where this is going. Louis sends me this link. Blowing up my dreams of being a professional dick pictographer. Oh, yeah. I've seen this. Oh, man. I should have looked up how to pronounce this name. Soraya Dulbaz. Soraya Dulbaz. She's out there living my dream, guys. She's taking professional dick pics and then selling those dick pics as limited dick pic prints for $10,000 a piece. That's ten thousand a piece for a dick pic print. If you get your dick pic lint, I'm trying. I'm trying to figure out where I'm going to go with this. Come on, come on, come on, Doctor Seuss, speak through me. Anyways, <laughs> don't get those dick pics that are shit. Thanks, Louis, for researching nope, dick pics for Steve. I appreciate that taking that burden off of me. Phantom producer Louis Novak just uh, on the internet all the time. Looking for Tro- them dick pics for trolling, Steve. Trolling for those pro dick pics. Getting that inspiration for Steve. So we just lost a listener. That listener is Louis Novak. <laughs> and there goes fandom producer Louis Novak. Jose, you've got your job back. So Dustin, uh, 10, 10K. 10K. Would you do professional dick pics for a 10K dick? Uh, yes. <laughs> I'm, I am not below that. What's or above, the above lowest that? you would go? What's the lowest you would go? Uh, maybe four to five K, but that's because I'm trying to build a house. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Uh, you have a lot more morals and ethics than I do. I, I would do dick pics for less than that. <laughs> So much less than that. Maybe if it was a situation, this is going down a, a rabbit hole that I don't want to go down. But <laughs> I was going to say, maybe if it's a situation where I don't actually see the person. So, some sort uh, of a glory hole situation. I do have a news update on the story, though, Dustin. I was looking into it. Of course, you and were. And she had an online gallery called Dickshire Gallery 
So it's like picture, but D I C T U R E, Dicture Gallery. But it's currently down. Uh, I don't know why. There's just a Shopify link that says this does not exist right now. So you can't run onto the internet to buy a dick pic for 10K. She's sold out. That's how good these yeah. things are. Yeah. Even though, Dustin, I know that you personally had 10K just burning a hole in your pocket. I know. Because you wanted to run out and get a bunch of I was, beautiful dick pics to put I wanted all to over see your if house she would make when you build it. I wanted to see if she could make me an iPhone case for my new phone. <laughs> a dick pic iPhone case? Yeah. Monetize that shit any way you can. So the next gross what, thing no, I think no, about. No, what's gross? What's gross is there's some rich assholes <laughs> out there in like California or Korea or wherever. They just, you know, you're going to walk into their office and they've just got like a little triptych of dick pics in the background. And someone's like, ah, this. Triptych, dick, dick, dick pic? Is that what I heard? <laughs> you can't, you can't dick, even dick say pick. it. You can't even say it, Steve. That's how easily it rolled off my tongue. Just, I mean, but picture that. There's just some, like, you know, business executive on Wall Street in his office, and he's just got, like, a 20 by 20, you know, dick pic on his wall. Just, I just picture, like, that good, that guy from Wolf on Wall Street. He's that kind of guy who would just put, like, a Elvis, a dick pic dressed up like El- Elvis. Because that's, like, what she did, right? They were, like, dicks that she, like, dressed up. Would you like this dick in a pic? Anyways, moving on. Enough, enough. Would you like this dick from Rick? <laughs> Explicit talk. Would you like this dick that's slick? Oh, God. You could get a quick dick trick for your trip dick. Dick pick. I just want to say to all our female listeners out there, I apologize on behalf of us feminist males who... Uh, uh, this is su- a woman out there getting it done. No, I, I read the story about her and the most disconcerting thing about it, Dustin, was she said... She got the idea for doing this because her and her friends were constantly being bombarded by dick pics. And before she would like delete them, she'd show them to her friends because they thought it was funny to look at these dick pics that they're getting sent. And she noticed that some of the dick pics looked better than other dick pics. So she decided to, as like an art project, take this on. Of like, this is something that, you know, unsolicited people are doing and like a statement of like, could I do this? Is there a way to do this well? Sort of thing. This thing that nobody else is thinking about doing well. Nobody except for me. Damn it. Yep. You were out dicked. <laughs> out tricked. Out now dicked. I'll never get those dick pics. All right, let's. Do you want to move on? You want to go straight into Q and A? Yes, Jesse from Facebook asks: Does anyone post photos of plus size clients? I've looked at a lot of people's websites, and I don't see anyone doing it, especially anyone named. No, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is a Q and A I've had in the uh, thing for a while because I wanted I wanted to talk about it. And when with this thing, this news topic about this fat shaming photographer came up, I felt like felt like this was a Q and A I should bump up to the top of the list finally because it's been burning a hole in my chest like for a very long time now. Pe- mm-hmm. People are people. There are skinny people. There are people who aren't skinny. There are people who are obese. 
All right, Jesse. So you're, to answer your question, like Steve was saying earlier, people are people. Uh, you should post everybody. Uh, we don't discriminate against anyone when we post blogs. I know a lot of photographers will say, uh, you know, post the type of people on your blog that you want to shoot. Um, and I think that's kind of bullshit. I think you post every wedding. No bride should feel left out. Um, but it, Jen and know. I post every single wedding on our blog and we post the sorts of photos that we would like to shoot. We don't post the sorts of people that we would like to shoot because we, we want to shoot everyone. Like we, mm-hmm. we want to work with people who are nice, good, loving, kind people. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, I guess if we had clients who were dick holes, we wouldn't post them, but we don't have that. So yeah, that's skinny or fat dick holes. The only thing we don't post for our blog is sometimes we do shoots that are like at a reduced amount and then we upsell the digital prints at a later date or the digital rights, you know? And so we won't do a blog post until they make the decision to buy those Mm. photos. This is the first time I've heard of that sneaky little maneuver. I've told you about it before, Dustin, on the podcast. No, no, I didn't know you guys ever offered reduced pricing. Uh, Jen gives away free engagement shoots for all the weddings she does. And then they have the option to buy the photos from the engagement shoot, mm-hmm. which is something I've told you about before. <laughs> yeah. That wouldn't mean I'd have to actually listen to you. All right. Moving on. So answer your question quickly, Jesse, uh, post everyone, post everyone. All right. And if you see a photographer who doesn't post everyone, Shame Like, them. you know that they have... Take them to the news. No, don't take them to the news. <laughs> Just don't follow them. You, you don't have to follow people who are bad people. Follow Steve. Follow me. We're not great well, people, but we're okay. I just... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, follow Dustin. I, I'm, a, I'm a pretty terrible human being. I'm, I can't speak for you, buddy, but uh, maybe just uh, hit up the Instagram, hit up the Twitter. It's at Steven Van Elk, and you just want to click unfollow real quick. You can follow Dustin, but you'll see maybe one post a month <laughs> if you're lucky. And no dick pics from Dustin. You will never... You'll never see a dick pic because I'm too fat. I can't see it. <laughs> no uh, quick dick pic tricks. <laughs> you and the rhyming tonight. Uh, it's a great, great rhythmic beer you're drinking. It's just a Tripel from New Belgium. Triple? Tripel? All right. Emily from Facebook asks, A bride of mine just lost her father this week and her wedding's coming up. Uh... This actually makes me think of something else I want to talk about, but I'll finish this. She's wondering if I have any ideas for her father-daughter dance. Uh, She has no living grandparents, grandpas. Uh, Have any of you dealt with a similar situation? And would you have any advice? Uh, So what what I've seen in the past for situations like this uh, that meet pretty much this criteria is the father of the groom will dance with if i mean obviously you don't have to do a dance you don't even have to do anything if you don't want to but if you do uh the least awkward thing and if you have a good relationship with the groom's father uh you will dance with him while the groom dances with his mom and you do it at the same time and i've seen this done and uh it, it's quite sweet. Or uh, a lot of times a bride might have uh, 
an uncle or someone that uh, she's close with. Um, but like I said, you don't have to feel obligated to do every single bridal tradition just because there's a tradition. Make your wedding your own. And um, that would be the advice I would give to your bride, Emily. Steve? So um, I put this in. Um, damn, dude. I did not expect this to be uh, emotionally so rough on me when we got to it. I kind of forgot I put it in the notes. Um, oh, yeah. I didn't think about this hitting home for you. So my dad passed away about two years before Jen and I got married. Um, and a year after Jen and I got married, my little sister got married to one of my friends from high school. Um, my brother-in-law, who's on the Spoilers podcast, run on over <laughs> there if you like movie review spoilers. <laughs> Plush, I'm Plush. such a dickhole. Um, nah, uh, I, I'm, I'm just trying to not cry right now while doing this. Um, so my older sister has also since then um, gotten married. And, ah, oh, dude. So for my little sister, she she didn't want it to be like a weird thing. So when it came time for the father-daughter dance for her, um, there was talk about her possibly dancing with like um, one of our uncles that she liked a lot. And she chose to instead invite the entire family out to the dance floor and do the Cupid shuffle, um, which was super ridiculous, but it took her mind off of our dad not being there on her wedding day. And it made her laugh. It made everybody else laugh um, who was at the wedding. So it turned what could have been like a super sad moment for her where she would just be bawling the whole time into not a sad moment. Um, and then my older sister, when she got married, uh, she opted not to do a father-daughter dance at all. Um, and her spouse opted not to do a mother-son dance at all. So they just did their first dance and then opened the floor. I'm not going to say like you should do either one of those things or whatever, but just know that that moment is going to be really rough for you and if for the bride and um, let her just, you know, try to give her as many options as you can, but just remember Nothing that happens at a wedding has to happen. Mm -hmm. uh, you I can agree. get married at the courthouse whenever you want. And the wedding ceremony is just a ceremony. And the things we do at the reception don't need to happen. Real quick from Steve here. You can throw out the whole garter toss thing. Because watching the groom go under the bride's dress <laughs> to pull the garter off is maybe one of the weirdest and creepiest moments of any wedding. No, no, no. That is that is by far your favorite moment. Uh, at one of my friend's weddings, uh, my friend was in the bathroom, and the DJ grabs the mic and goes, Where's the groom right now? Good, he's not here. Uh, we're going to do this thing the way we do it here in Indiana. I know the groom's an Ohio boy. Can I get the best man out on the dance floor? All right. So we're going to put a blindfold around the best man. And now this is just how we do it where I'm from. He's got to go into the bride's dress and get that garter off with his teeth. What? And it was the most awkward moment I've ever had in my life. Did they do it? 
no, no. Uh, my friend came running out of the bathroom because he like overheard it. And uh, I don't know if he pinched it off early or stopped peeing. <laughs> I don't want to get too blue with this. So let's not be too gross, Dustin. But uh, he came running out have... and said, no, 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 no. And his brother, uh, who was on the dance floor, also was in the motion of saying, no, 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 no. <laughs> Um, so it was like, I would have been like, who hired the bride, (laughs) the groom and the best man slash brother were all like, this is not going to happen. And it was like the most awkward moment ever. Um, so in retrospect, I would say, I just love how many people at that wedding that are not from Indiana were like, God, people from Indiana are weird. It was just like the weirdest DJ ever. I think he thought it'd be a really funny joke. And it's just like, dude, you're, you're the DJ. And the night's not about you. It's about the bride and groom. Uh, you know, Dustin and I don't talk about this very often, but a DJ can really make or break your night if you're getting married. And DJs who are good are so good. And DJs who are bad are always the worst. Like, you never run into a DJ who's just like middle of the road. It's either they blow it out of the park or they're terrible and they make everyone uncomfortable. So I want to... I want to take a step back to Emily's question here because it kind of hit home to me uh, because I had a, I actually had a bridal consult today. Um, and it, it, I learned a little bit from it because I learned that I need to kind of, uh, I need to find out more about my couple before I start throwing things out at, at a meeting. Um, <clears throat> so I had a meeting today for a wedding this September um, which I know seems like, wow, that's like not very far away. Uh, kind of seems late to the game, but not uncommon. So I didn't think anything of it. Uh, we were still available. So I was super excited at the opportunity. Um, met with the bride and the bride's aunt. I was jazzed. She seemed like right up our alley. Perfect couple um, to work with. And but the bride's aunt was really the bride's mom. And, and no. the bride found out at your meeting. And, because of uh, something you said. I, I never I never thought to ask why why the short engagement, like why the wedding was happening in September. They just got engaged. Dustin, that is not an appropriate question to ask. Right. I mean, I, I don't know if I would say, I mean, you would word it better than that or phrase it in no, a different way. No, you wouldn't ask that question. People get married on their own timeline. They can be engaged for seven, eight, nine, ten years. They can be engaged for one week. You do not ask why they're going to be engaged for X amount of time. That's their thing. That's private. You don't get up in there. But anyways, so I started, they were very interested in our videos as well. So I started showing them one of our wedding videos that we just shot. And uh, about midway through the wedding video, uh, she starts just weeping. And, uh, And I was like, looking down to see what part of the video they were at. And it was the father of the bride speech toast. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, well, maybe she's thinking about, you know, her dad giving a toast. And I was like, Oh, do you think your dad will give a, a wedding toast? Oh man, you stepped into the trap. I, yeah. What happened? And what uh, happened. And she just, she just lost it. She just, you know, the aunts like consoling her. And I'm like, okay, I've never been in this situation before. What do I do? Or I'm like, I'm having, I'm at Panera having this, I'm not like, I'm in a public place and the bride is just, and I'm like, is this something I said? I'm trying to rack my brain for what just happened. And, um, I hope you apologized. Well, I, I was trying to wait to see if it was something I said or not before I just immediately 
went to sorry land. You don't have to wait to see if it's something you said or not. You can just say, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Is everything all right? Well, I could tell. You don't have to say, I'm sorry for what I did. You can just sense the situation and be like, it's something that had to do with either the video I showed her or what I said. I should say I'm sorry no matter what. Because yeah. you're a human being talking to another human being. Yeah. And not a have... robot in a logic-based puzzle situation where you have to assign fault before you can apologize to get out of the situation. Yeah, probably should have been, that would have been a t more tactful move. I'm um, sorry, Dustin, because that was but, a really dickish way for me to come down on you. I'm sorry. That's okay. That's that's what Steve does. Uh, I'm sorry, Dustin. It's okay. I'm we sorry I'm a robotic-like man who just off the handle comes down with judgments upon you when you're not even halfway through a story and I interrupt you at every turn and I don't let you say what you want to say and then I steamroll you and keep talking because I want to make this situation about me. It's about Steve. What were we talking about anyway? Oh, next question. Alan from the Facebook groups asks. Do you, I'll let you hear? finish. Jeez. So anyways, the bride's father has gotten ill. And so they were planning a long engagement. And then all of a sudden she realized over the holidays that if they did it next year, which was the original plan, there was a good chance he wouldn't be there. And so that's why they shortened the engagement and they're trying to get it pulled together in what is September. That'd be about six months. Yeah, it was super sad. And that's why me asking if the dad would give a toast, you know, she doesn't even know if he's going to be well enough to be at the wedding, let alone give a toast. And so... Dude, that is rough. Note to self. Yeah, don't assume everyone... I don't know. What do you think? Like... Do you think it was wrong of me to say like, oh, is your would your dad give a toast at your wedding? No, it was not wrong of you. But once you said it, you should suss out the situation and that there's something seriously wrong and then you should apologize. Have you ever been in that situation where you were at a bridal meeting? Where you and put the, your foot straight into your mouth and it's yes. just like, hello, just I'm Steven. Down, and ah. Just bite down. Mm, I should have washed my toes. I should change my socks more often, maybe twice a day, <laughs> instead of just in the morning when I wake up. But I, yeah, I've never, I mean, I know our videos are good, but I was like, oh, this crying is a little more than just our typical, man, these videos are but, good. I mean, Dustin, if we can talk about it, like, let's just, you know, you wake up in the morning, jump into that shower, you get nice and warm and toasty in there, you come out, you towel off a little bit. You reach into your drawer, you grab a nice, fresh pair of socks straight out the washer, straight out the dryer. They, they, they're so snug and they're so comfy. You put them on your feet, then you're good to go for the day, right? Except in this situation where you put your foot in your mouth, now you need a new pair of socks. And guess what? It's going to suck getting that foot in your mouth, but then mm, you get that nice, new, comfy sock on there because you got to take that wet sock off, right? Yeah. It doesn't just checks out. <laughs> Done with this. Yeah. I like that tonight you're reading all the questions and uh, stuff. It's almost like you actually did the work to pick questions out and, and yep. pregame and everything. This is amazing. They send them directly to me now. They don't even send yeah. the questions to you. Well, I mean, these are all questions that weren't sent to us. These are all questions I got from Facebook, but... Oh, no, no. They were sent directly to me via Facebook. Via Facebook. 
I screenshotted this question I asked on a Facebook group. All right. Anyways, that's enough for tonight. Good night. Well done. Well played. Uh, you didn't want to do another question? You seem nope. geared up for another question. You're, you're, you're done. You're nope. checking we out. We are at an hour. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Wedding Photo Hangover Podcast with your host, Dustin and Steve. You can find us on Instagram at Wedding Photo Hangover and on Twitter at WedPick Hangover because Twitter limits the number of characters so you can have in your handle. And last but not least, you can find us on Facebook at Wedding Photo Hangover. If you want to follow Dustin or Steve individually, you can find Dustin on Instagram at Dustin underscore McKibben. But if you actually want to see his work, go to Dustin and Corinne. Are you done? No. Now I am. Yep, now I am. Mm, Okay, sure, now. Listeners can't see this. I'm just staring dead-eyed at my computer right now. Which, unfortunately, is not where the camera is, so it doesn't look like I'm staring dead-eyed at Dustin. It's like, I, I, listeners, staring dead-eyed off to the side. I know you can't see Steve, but his camera... And you can find Steve at Steven Van Elk. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Your head is pounding, your limbs feel like dead weight, and your entire being is aching for the sweet embrace of death. That's right. Next Sunday, after you shoot another wedding. Dun, dun, dun. Dustin, is there anything else we need to talk about on this podcast? Do you have some after show stuff for us? After show. Yeah, I wanted to ask you if you and Jen do anything like what I did tonight. Do any kind of little soiree with other vendor Networking? Yeah. Networking. Yeah. Jen and I do do that. See, this was, this was a really interesting party because... Uh, a lot of the wedding vendors uh, brought their spouses and being that most of the wedding vendors are female and I was literally the only male wedding vendor there. um, I felt like almost like I had to somehow try to talk to a lot of these guys because they're just kind of sitting in the corners on their phones and like I'm trying to introduce myself to them and meet them and uh, get to know them. But then afterwards, I felt sort of like, man, I felt like I kind of wasted the night not getting to network with all these other wedding vendors. Um, because you I said it was like 90% wedding photographers. What are you going to network with them about? I know. You yeah, do I'm, pictures? I do the pictures too. Have you ever done a professional dick pic? <laughs> I can do a quick dick pic trick with you. <laughs> yes, it's all like, I don't know what that accent was, but it felt like Amish, like, um, like Amish wedding photographers where I live. Like it was like a seventy-year-old Amish woman that might have a little like, uh, what's the like Proctor, like the guy who digs for gold. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> like, Me like and my a, friends have just been prospecting for gold up in them hills pro- over there. Prospector, that's what the word. <laughs> prospector. Oh, Steve, your accents are so good. So things things went well though talking with the other uh, the husbands, but you felt bad about not talking with the wives. Yeah, because it's just like I felt like I saw a lot, and the the thing the reason I took it upon myself to really try and reach out to a lot of these husbands is because so many of their wives uh, told me that they're like, oh yeah, I told my husband could come because he's like they're like well Dustin's gonna be there because their argument for not coming was well there's not gonna be any guys there and it's just gonna be bridal talk blah blah blah. No, and no, no, yo, yo, no. husband Tony, you gotta yo. come. My, yo, Tony. my friend DJ D Mac Attack will be there. The, the most manly man. Attack. The most manly man I know, Dustin McKibbon. Yeah.
I don't know if you you know this, but he's uh he's a DJ. He's a D-Mac. photographer. He does everything. <laughs> DJ D Mac. He attacks. He actually he he makes McDonald's burgers like the Big Mac, but at home with Thousand Island sauce instead of the patented Big Mac sauce. If you're going if you're gonna mock my fake Instagram handle, you have to at least understand the meaning behind it. It's called DJ Mac Attack because I attack DJs. No, I'm known it's for going D- to weddings DJ and just, to, just attacking them. D Mac attack, not DJ Mac attack. DJ D Mac attack. Good, because DJ Mac attack's already taken. I look it up. Yeah, because uh, I think maybe the, like the D stands for like douche, so it's like <laughs> DJ douche Mac oh, attack. Oh, DJ douche. You 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 go to McDonald's every every time after you shoot a wedding and you just you get all the the Big Macs and you attack them, eat them up. <laughs> it's sort of like a like a New Jersey, and then there's like but there's like this little hint of like Sylvester Stallone in there. Oh, now I remember what I wanted to talk to you about. I I wanted to talk. Speaking of that, did you see the story that broke today about Aniza Sari? One hundred percent not making the podcast.